and to all a good night. Oh, hey there, didn't notice you there. Welcome to the special Christmas edition of the Online Warriors podcast. We've got a very special episode for you today, since it is the holiday after all. Instead of covering some news topics, instead we'll be talking about all things Christmas. Let's dig in. everybody. I'm your host, Nerd Bomber, and I couldn't be more excited for this episode. So due to the holiday travels, Illegal is indisposed for this week. However, Tectic is here with me to bring some Yuletide cheer to the online warriors. Tectic, are you ready to talk about all of your favorite Christmassy things? I am. Happy holidays, everyone. And man, did you guys miss a good story. And Nerd Bomber, she really knows how to tell it. Yeah, we were doing a little bit of a recap of the night before Christmas, you know, one of our all-time favorite classic stories. You know, this time, I'd really like to talk about some of our favorite Christmassy things. That sounds good. So, I have to ask you, Tactic, what is your favorite Christmas tradition? Okay, so my favorite Christmas tradition is kind of an interesting one. It dates back a few generations, even to the, like, we're talking Depression era, and so... Around that time, for a nice little treat, my great-grandparents got a orange in their Christmas basket. And what was great about it is it was a nice, sweet treat to give to the kids, and it was relatively inexpensive. So they got to enjoy it, got a gift, and got something sweet. Fast forward a couple generations, the orange has kind of stayed, but has gotten its own fun twist. To this day, every Christmas, my parents give me a chocolate orange. I only ever have it once a year, and it's this nice, delectable treat that's a great stocking stuffer. And I really have have gotten to look forward to something just so simple and, and thoughtful. So is this one of those oranges that you like smack against the table and then they fall apart into a bunch of fun little chocolate slices? Yes, it is the one you smack, and in it, and then there's a sticker on it that literally says, smack me, which, I mean, I'm all for that. Wink, wink, shove, shove. Ooh, getting a little weird there. Um, I, do, I will say I'll back you up on that. I think last year I found a sale and I got like two chocolate oranges for the price of one. So I saw them, thought of you, and brought them home. And you were not more excited to get any other gift than those chocolate oranges. She's really starting to hone in on uh, my traditions and and embrace them, which I really do appreciate. So what about you? What's your favorite tradition? My very favorite tradition actually starts on Thanksgiving. So here in the United States, for those of you listeners outside of the United States, that kind of is the turning point where you start to celebrate the Christmas season. That's when you start getting into Christmas music, all of the shopping begins for the Christmas season. And at my household growing up, that was when the Christmas decorations came out. Um, So my favorite tradition is something that my dad has been doing since before I was born. Um, If you're familiar with those little porcelain houses 
they're very detailed houses and they make a village scene and usually people put them up around Christmas time. Well, my dad probably has hundreds of these houses. And over the years, he's just amassed this giant collection of different kinds of houses. He's got like a tree farm. He's got different toy factories, hospitals, fire trucks, fire departments, I mean, anything you can think of is in his village. He even has some of the set pieces from A Christmas Story and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's a very, very elaborate village. And so he puts this up in a family room in my parents' house. And growing up, that was always my favorite room to go into. I mean, we're talking about every single wall in this room is just full of village pieces. And he does it in such a way where he uses that fake snow and makes the entire room look like a fun, snowy village scene. You really feel like you're a giant in the middle of this very, very sprawling cityscape. And it was always my favorite place to turn on the TV, put one of those fake fireplaces on, grab a book, and just read. And it was always so peaceful and quiet, and the lights were just... They would actually give off some warmth because, especially when I was a kid, it was before LEDs really took off. So all of the individual light bulbs in all the houses gave off a little bit of warmth, and it was just so cozy down there. So there's a, a couple details. So I have seen this village, and it is amazing. And there's a couple details that you left out that I do want to mention. So one thing, if you ever want to adopt this tradition that I find absolutely ecstatic is... Her father knows exactly how many Santas are in the village. So whenever the kids slash Tectic are over, he asks them to play a little game and see if they can find all of the Santas. And I have gotten so good. It was 54 this year. I've gotten so good where I nail it every time. I don't, there is, there is not a Santa hat left unturned when I'm looking for these Santa Clauses. And it is phenomenal. The other side of it, that I really, really enjoy because it shows a level of, of ingenuity to kind of keep it going is over the years, um, yeah, the bulbs go and, and those you can just replace, but not all of the lights are just those little tiny uh, C9 bulbs. A lot of them are little LEDs or little string lights that just go. And what he's done over the years is he's kind of molded in the uh, fairy lights to replace some of the burnt out lights where you where the burnt out lights are still present and you can't even tell it's just the level of detail and level of effort to keep each and every station slash house slash part has been absolutely amazing and I, and I can't stress how much I do enjoy this tradition and I will be adopting this tradition from your family we already kind of have, so we started a small village of our own in our downstairs room, but right now we only have, I would say, probably like 10 house pieces, and I'm very excited to see how this grows over the years, because like I said, this was not something that my dad went out and he bought 200 houses one year. This is something as gifts, as kids, it was something that we would always get, because when you're a kid, you don't really know what you want to get your dad. I mean, you, you get the general like, oh... um, 
I don't even know, like sports paraphernalia, but it would always be special to go pick out a house that meant something. So like I would always get something that seemed like some kind of inside joke or something that we had a connection over. So like I was always big into animals with my dad. So like there are a few village pieces that are vets or adoption centers. And my dad now has those integrated in his village scene. And it would always be neat growing up to see those pieces the next year. And you would remember like, oh, hey, I bought that for you. That's awesome that it's here now. So I'm really looking forward to see how our own village collection develops over the years. I will say my favorite Easter egg. So in one of the houses, it has a window and you can look inside. And like I said, these houses are very detailed, some of them, and they actually have like an interior scene. So you can look inside the window and there is a couple sitting down to eat dinner. And one of the people in the house scene, um, his head came off at some point in time. So my dad, very ingenious, took the eraser out of a mechanical pencil, drew a little face and some hair on it, and glued it to the neck. So from afar, you can't tell that anything is different. You really have to be looking for it. But I enjoy looking for that house and finding a racer head every single year. A racer head. The other thing that some of these houses have is, I believe you have the fragile lamp in one of the windows as well. Oh, yeah. All of the A Christmas Story houses, I think now he currently has in his collection, down to the leg lamp. He, I think he has the leg lamp outside. He's got a piece where they're actually carrying the box that says Fragile into the house. And then the house itself has the leg lamp in the window. So it's, it's honestly one of my favorite Christmas traditions. It's something that I feel is very unique to my family. I know a lot of people have villages, but man, you guys should see this. It's It's crazy. So speaking of the leg lamp, A Christmas Story is obviously your father's favorite Christmas movie. Do you have a favorite Christmas movie? I do have a favorite Christmas movie. And so this movie actually came out well before my time. And some people perceive this as kind of old school. But my favorite Christmas movie is White Christmas. And this is the movie that has Bing Crosby. And it's just such a classic to me. I know the entire movie isn't necessarily focused on Christmas. There's a few songs that just have nothing to do with Christmas at all. But there's nothing that can really beat that ending scene where everyone comes out around the Christmas tree and sings White Christmas. To me, that's just one of the most touching moments. And there's nothing better than having some hot cocoa, turning off the lights except for your own Christmas tree, and just sitting down with White Christmas. It's just such a classic. And I feel like it's just a feel-good movie. Do you sing along with it? Sometimes I do. That's awesome. So for me, I've, I've watched this movie with you. And... I'm not big into a lot of singing in movies. Mm -hmm. Personally, I'm more of a kind of a plot-driven guy. So this one is not my favorite, unfortunately. I I know it might seem wrong, but it's not. My favorite movie is It's a Wonderful Life. It's also in the same vein of an older movie, and you actually introduced me to it. And what I like about this movie specifically is it's kind of dark and kind of real. Um, so the premise of the movie is, is guy doesn't have a lot of money. He wants to be able to give his family the world and he basically slums into a depression and wants to kill himself. And there's an angel that comes and, and kind of guides him and shows him that everything's great without him, that uh, everything's great with him and that his life is worth living. And I know that's like really, really heavy, but it's a super feel good movie And 
to this day, I'm, I'm, it's a very real thing that occurs over the holidays. Everyone doesn't feel cheerful. Some people, it, it hits them hard if they don't have a family or anything like that. So it's important to, to kind of show the world that, you know, everyone's got their part and everyone has their place in society. And it, and it, and it makes you get that warm and fuzzy that way. So before you met me, because I know I was the one who introduced you to that movie, what would you have said that your favorite Christmas movie was? If you could just pull one out of a hat that you always watched every year with your family, what movie would you say that was? Honestly, I was big into the animated ones. Um, So it was the one with um, the cold miser and hot heat miser. Okay. I think that was Jack Frost, right? Yeah, Jack Frost. And as far as um, elegant, I guess we'll call them movies that are like timeless, I I don't think that would fall under that category. And that's why I was very easily moved by a different movie. Honestly, though, some of those, I, I don't know if they were claymation or stop motion, but all of those old school movies like Rudolph and Frosty and Jack Frost, all of those movies were great movies. I mean, there's nothing that, I mean, because kids don't really appreciate movies like White Christmas and It's a Wonderful Life. That I feel like that's more for the older crowd. But as a kid, those things were classics. And it's incredible to see how those things have held up because I think those were actually produced in the 30s or 40s or something like that. No, it was definitely later than that. Are They're you all sure? in color. I think the color might have been added later. But it, either way, regardless of when those movies were produced. Actually, it, I do have a favorite movie before I met you. It was March of the Wooden Soldiers. It's a short that's always played every morning, and I watched it every single year. To this day, I still watch it. It's kind of creepy. There are these boogeymen in there, and it is a fantastic movie. So it is a close second to It's a Wonderful Life. I don't know if I've ever watched that one. We're going to sit down and watch it. We're going to have to. Long story short, they beat the boogeymen with darts and the behinds. So I think one of the recurring themes when we talked about these movies, though, is a lot of our favorite movies are seem to be classics, at least movies that really date back and seem to be kind of timeless in terms of themes and just like the overall story I don't want to dissuade people. I mean, movies like Elf, I love Elf. I I could watch Elf all the time. Um, A Christmas Story, I know that's like 20, 30 years old at this point, but A Christmas Story is hilarious. And like Tactic mentioned, it's my dad's favorite movie. So we watch that thing on repeat. I mean, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, another incredible movie when that squirrel jumps out of the tree and everyone is just in a panic mode because of the squirrel. Probably one of the best scenes in Christmas cinematic history. So there's a lot of good movies out there. I really don't think even when you get into like Hallmark movies, people kind of rag on them for being cheesy. They're all cookie cutter. They totally are. But at the end of the day, if a movie makes you feel in the holiday spirit, I think it's a win-win situation. Because they're Christmas cookie cutter. Ooh, but I'm I see what you did there. So we talked about traditions. We talked about movies. If you had to pick any Christmas song, which one would you pick? If you could only listen to one. So if I'm being completely honest, my favorite Christmas song isn't super meaningful. There, There's not this, this big story behind it. It's just a song that I sung a lot as a kid and just it was always in my head around Christmas time. And that's Little Drummer Boy because... 
there's not that many lyrics that a little kid needs to remember other than that was actually a very impressive rolling of your rums i can't roll ours so i'm very impressed hands down kneeling to the master of the rum pum pums thanks i had a lot of practice during christmas time you what's your favorite song Honestly, and again, this is another classic. I love the Christmas song by Nat King Cole. I I mean, there are so many good Christmas songs out there, but for whatever reason, every time this song comes on the radio or I hear it, I just get this very calm, warm and fuzzy feeling. Like it just is the epitome of Christmas to me. I'm not familiar with what song you're talking about. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire? Jack Frost? Nipping on your nose? Keep going. I'm not going to sing the entire song here, Tactic. Um, but this one, seriously, even when I'm driving into work or something, if this comes on the radio, I will honestly turn the radio up and it's just like this serene bubble comes over my car. I don't care what traffic is doing. I just am instantly in an elevated mood. It's just a very calming song. I think if I had to pick a runner up, honestly, I think this is Elvis. No, I was never a big Elvis song person. Were you? No, I just was kind of throwing throwing it in from left field. I kind of like Mariah Carey. Oh, uh, no, no. You know, it was cringy at first, but over the years, it's just, it's a bop, man. Like, you can't help but sing along to it. It's so catchy. Mm-mm. I'd, I'd, I'm going to stick with my rump, my drummer boy. Are there any new Christmas songs that have come out in the last few years? Because I feel like a lot of artists have really tried to put a new spin on Christmas music. And there have been a lot of new Christmas songs released in the last few years. But none of them have really stuck for me. Have any for you? I'm blanking so hard on what possible new Christmas songs might have came out. Because it seems a lot of them are kind of remixes of of what already exists. It's not really new, catchy content as far as holiday songs go. I know like Ariana Grande, she came out with a new Christmas song. I think Sia did, Taylor Swift did, maybe Justin Bieber. Basically all of your like top tier mega popular pop stars have come out with some kind of Christmas song. And I mean, they're all catchy, but I wouldn't say yeah, the- like I'm trying to figure out if they will have the stay in power that like Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You had. I'm curious if if it's more of a nostalgia factor because all of the one that stuck for me are ones that kind of were played when i was a kid now if you fast forward to future generations are they thinking of you know ariana grande is that's christmas and i'm curious to see if if and feel free to comment if that's how you feel if you are a quote newer generation yeah i mean that's something that's always kind of crazy for me to consider especially as we're getting into the new year i mean 2020 we're ringing in another decade and really that's ringing in another generation's new things new traditions all of the new movies that are coming out all of the new songs like that stuff that for us we look back on the quote-unquote classics but that's a new classic for them so it'll be interesting like you said in like 20 years to see if the people who are growing up now see those songs as classics and which ones really stick because i mean for me growing up nsync came out with their hit and honestly that whole Christmas album, if any of those songs come on, man, I will jam to those insane Christmas songs. That's just me. Okay. So another question that I have for you is, what is your favorite all-time decoration? My favorite decoration is a nutcracker. 
you know this, I have this weird obsession with nutcrackers. Like, it's kind of insane. I don't really know when it happened. It wasn't when I was a little kid. It was maybe when I was like a teenager. I got really obsessed with nutcrackers. And I didn't, it wasn't like I went to see the Nutcracker Ballet. I didn't see the movie. I just, I think I was in a store one day and there were some like really nicely decorated nutcrackers. And I was like, wow, this is, this is a really classy Christmas decoration. And then from there, my mom would find other classy ones. And then every year after that, I feel like I got a new Nutcracker. Now I have a little army of Nutcracker men and they're all different. They're all unique. And I think that was another thing that I really liked about it. Like a lot of decorations now for Christmas time, they're all pretty much the same. And by that, I mean, they're all kind of mass produced. Whereas I feel like nutcrackers still have a little element of handcraft to them. And a lot of them have different color variations or different decorations. And they all kind of stand apart from each other. Obviously, there's only so much you can do with a nutcracker. But they're all a little bit different. And so I kind of like that just because they're very unique. So for me, my favorite ornament, uh, my favorite decoration is Christmas tree ornaments. And the reason why I say that is because there's also another tradition that I've really kind of liked and adopted over the years. And that's every year to get a new ornament and hang it on the tree. Now you see on, I guess, Instagram, there's a lot of people that have these, we'll call them catalog trees, where it's that of a perfect, perfect picture because every ornament is is in a certain pattern and it, and it decorates seamlessly, but that's not how a tree should look in my opinion. I think it, a tree should express your your roots, your 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 family that you have, whatever it may be um, in your house of, of you know a kid made an arts and craft project ornament thing that goes up there. You have a nice memory that that goes up there. And in fact this year, um, we didn't get the opportunity to buy a new ornament, and I was a little bummed out until Nerd Bomber came home today, and she had something a little special. Yeah, so if you guys are watching The Mandalorian, so I'm obsessed at this point. I am completely bought in with Baby Yoda. It's the most adorable creature on the planet, and the director, galaxy. the galaxy, basically of all time, and uh, John Favreau posted on Twitter a nice arts and crafts project. And he basically, there's a template that you can print out and it's a baby Yoda in his cradle ornament. And you basically cut it out on the die line, fold on the dotted lines, and it becomes like a little origami cradle with baby Yoda popping up. And so I didn't actually make it, but one of my more arts and crafty friends made it for me. I printed it out on cardstock and he origamied it up for me. And so Baby Yoda is now a handcrafted ornament hanging on our tree. And it is super cute. If you guys haven't seen this yet, I very much recommend you go on his Twitter, download the template. Worst case scenario, you suck at cutting and it might not work out. But if it does work out, it's super cute. So definitely do it. And we'll make sure you guys see some of the adventures of our Baby Yoda on the social means. Right. When I was taking my Baby Yoda ornament home, I stopped at the gym and then I came home and then finally hang him on, hung him on the tree. And then at each stopping point, I took a picture of Baby Yoda following me on his adventures. So it, it was just a fun little thing that I did with my Baby Yoda ornament. 10 out of 10 recommend. So I recommend starting that tradition. And really, if you liked any of the traditions we said, go for it. And if there's any recommendations that you think that we should maybe look into as a super fun tradition, let us know. 
So before we wrap this up, obviously Christmas is a big season of giving. I know a lot of it is retail centric now, but what is the best Christmas gift you've ever received? It could be a hot item or something minuscule that someone gave you that really was just super touching and that you loved. What would your favorite Christmas gift ever have been? So as you guys can probably sense the theme, everything that I've loved and cherished has been from my childhood because let's be honest, being an adult is kind of meh. But my favorite gift ever was a Lego model that I got to build. So it was a hovercraft replica and I'm not even sure what it was to. It was just like generic hovercraft from Lego and it was really, really fun, but also kind of challenging. And it was the first time as I was growing up that I, that I played with a toy for like to have patience and like buckle down and go through the instructions and make sure each piece goes right instead of, you know, just slamming against the wall like young boys do. Um, so that actually got me into calming down and sitting down. And, and before you know it, I have shelves of these Lego models and they're just, every time I, I, I go home to my, my parents' house, I see these and it's just a throwback to my childhood and the time I invested in them and the time that I truly cherished building each and every one of those. So for me, I'm kind of struggling a little bit. I have two gifts that really I felt like were impactful for me for different reasons. One was my PlayStation 2. And I feel like I've talked about this on the show before, but my PlayStation 2 was what really got me back into gaming because I gamed as a kid, then kind of strayed away from it. And then one Christmas, I was very, very sick and not like gravely ill or anything, but I had a lot of ear infections. And then I actually underwent an ear surgery and had adenoids removed and like things that typical kids do. But for you having it around Christmas when you're like, 12 years old or however old you are at the time, it seems like the end of the world and that your holiday is ruined. And every year, one of the traditions growing up was that we would do like a round robin and Christmas would be held at a different aunt or uncle's house. But for me, because I was sick, I couldn't go. And this is something that I was just very sad about and upset about the entire Christmas season, like the week leading up to the holiday. Well, Christmas morning comes and I open up a PlayStation 2 and not only did it reintroduce me back into gaming, but it gave me something to do to take my mind off the fact that I was sick and I was kind of missing some of the holiday celebration. And it was just one of those gifts where my parents put so much thought into it because I was out of commission for a few weeks. And it was just something that really I was able to dive into. And it it just kind of kept my spirits up in a time when I needed it. And not only that, but then really got me into a hobby that I've taken into adulthood. And I super appreciate that. What break-in games did they provide you with? My very first game, so I got Kingdom Hearts, but I also, I think my very first game was Jack and Daxter. And then, of course, Tony Hawk, I also got Pro Skater 3. And I remember on Christmas morning, actually, me and my brother and sister all played Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 together, and it was amazing. It's it's part of the reason why I still have very fond memories of that game. Um, But my other favorite gift, this is going to seem kind of weird, but it was this game and it was, I want to say it was like Cybershot or something like that. And it was this big arena, like tabletop thing. And it had flippers and it was kind of like pinball, but it had five targets that lit up and you basically played against the person across from you. You, It was like a head to head, almost like a soccer game type thing. 
and you had to try to hit the different targets and you would get points. And the reason why this was one of my favorites was not because it was a cool game or anything like that, but it just brought my family together and everyone got super into playing it. You have a very competitive family. I can see why that would work. Yeah. And I mean, I think even you were around a few months ago, we dug it out. My, my dad found it in the basement and me and my sister were going at it for like 20 minutes. But I was ultimately the champion. Somehow this newcomer guy just comes just in here and kicks butt. I don't know. Didn't have the years of practice. I don't know. But it was Ball just one of those wrist. things. It wasn't about the game itself. It was just the memory of everyone coming together and playing together. And so I think that was also one of my favorites up there. Arguably the biggest takeaway of the holiday time is to come together. So look at that. You guys learned something. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, all at least for me, all of my favorite Christmas things come down to the memories that are surrounding them. And just like that warm, fuzzy Christmas feeling that I get from all of those things. So I think moving forward, my, my message for everyone is just make memories. It's not always about the consumerism and the material goods, although you do get some really kick-ass gifts sometimes and it's a lot of fun. But at the end of the day, what you remember most is just the memories that you've formed around those things. So keep that in mind as you move forward in your holidays. Tactic, any other parting Christmas ideas? Gingerbread houses are a sticky waste of time. You know, I don't disagree with you. I actually never did gingerbread houses until I got older. And now I do them with friends or with you. But I don't really like it. Like, it's fun. Wait, but then what do you do with stop? it? stop? Oh, we, we... We don't eat them. They just get gross. We I bought the kit last year and we never made it. So <laughs> that should tell you enough about how I feel. Like, it's fun in the moment when you build it. But then what do you do with it? It gets stale. I don't know. That's, that's just me. We're killing that tradition, folks. Yep. All right. So as we wrap up our final episode of 2019, we'd like to thank you all, all of our listeners, for supporting us over the past two years. And especially a special shout out to our Patreon producer, Ben Checkness. Creating the podcast started as a simple hobby and has really turned into a passion project for all three of us. We love doing this every week, and we couldn't ask for a better community to form around our podcast as our audience has grown. We wish all of you a very, very happy holidays, whatever you celebrate, and a wonderful start to the new year. We'll have our regular programming starting next week, and we look forward to seeing you all in 2020. Watch, watch out for Krumpus. Yep. And now, Dairy Public Radio, take it away. Hello, everyone. This is CM Alexander from Dairy Public Radio. Tune in wherever you listen to podcasts and join Josh, Ben, and I as we dissect the works of Stephen King in a book club style format. Whether your experience with King is comfortably familiar or frighteningly fanatic, Dairy Public Radio is here to keep you up to date with all that's happening in Dairy, Maine, and beyond.